Back pain, sore spine, you need the Teeter Inversion Table. Decompressing on a Teeter Inversion Table for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle. More than 3 million people have put their trust in Teeter. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's brand new 2019 upgraded model of the Inversion Table, the Teeter Fit Spine with bonus accessories, Stretch Max handles, Easy Reach Ankle System, plus a free vibration cushion for the ultimate muscle relaxation. Teeter inversion tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon and are rated at 4.6 stars. And with this deal, you'll get $150 off when you go to teeter.com slash coast. Get the new 2019 Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table plus a free vibration cushion, free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee at teeter.com slash coast. That's T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash coast. Teeter.com slash coast. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to Coast to Coast. Two guests for you. First of all, let me introduce Julian Krem, the eldest son of Benjamin Krem, and uh, was involved in the formation of Benjamin's group in London back in 1974. Since the very beginning, he has been active in the work of Share International, both in London and Amsterdam. Let's bring Julian in and say hello to him. Julian, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you uh, for inviting us on the show. And, uh, and my condolences on the passing of your father. I really enjoyed our chats every time he was on the program with me. Thank you very much. Yes, he, he, he enjoyed them, too. He was, he, he, and co- there was controversy surrounding him. Not his fault, but we'll get into some of that. And let's bring in uh, Felicity Elliott, the chief editor of Share International's magazine, based in the Netherlands. She worked as a teacher and lecturer. She joined Benjamin Krem's group back in 1976, is an active member of the worldwide group, giving lectures and contributing articles to the Share International magazine, Felicity Elliott. Hello there, Felicity. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. It's very nice to be with you. I'm looking forward to this uh, with with both of you. And Julian, a little bit later on in the program, I'm going to uh, play a little tape of your father and me talking. Uh, yeah. It was a strange night, and I'll explain that a little bit later on. But uh, okay, yeah. when he when he, he used to come on and talk about the Maitreya, uh, half half the people who would call in believed that he was representing the Antichrist, and the other half said no. Where did that even start? Do you know? Uh, well, it's a, it's a familiar thing. Um, there's a very widespread misunderstanding about what the Antichrist is. You know, many people uh, think of the Antichrist as an individual who is somehow against the Christ, and sort of ad- adversary of the Christ. Um from Benjamin's point of view, from the point of view of, of the uh, teachings from which we work, um, the Antichrist is not an individual but an energy. Mm-hmm. It's the um, destructive aspect of a divine energy which uh, breaks down the old forms to, to make way for the new. And it uh, manifested... Um, during the the world wars in the last century um, and was particularly focused in uh, certain individuals uh, in the in the axis powers in in Hitler and a number of his associates in in Germany um, to a lesser extent in in Italy and, and Japan and that destructive 
force which manifested during the, the world wars. Um, from from our point of view, that is the Antichrist, that energy. Okay. It's not an individual at all. So hmm. uh, I think that's the source of, of the controversy. It's the misunderstanding of what the Antichrist is. And it's, in, its, in its world, it's a, it's a worldwide controversy, isn't it? Uh, well, people have, have heard Benjamin's information all over the world, so certainly in that sense. Yeah. Did it aggravate him, Julian, over the years that people would think the Maitreya, and we'll get into who the Maitreya is and, and yeah. that, but did it aggravate him that people would think the Maitreya was the Antichrist? No, he, he was very uh, detached about people's responses to this information. Um, it, it tended to elicit a lot of, of controversial, powerful reactions, either for or against. And let me bring uh, let me bring Felicity in here for a second here, uh, Felicity, as the editor of the Shear International magazine. Tell me some of the things that the the stories that that you all put in there and uh, and the topics. Mm. Um, well, I'm very pleased you were asking that. But just before I get into that, may I say that we're so sorry to hear about the terrible fires and so on in oh, California. Oh, thank you, thank and you. The difficulties that people are going through. People are suffering and. Uh, feeling what it's like to be homeless and bereft of their families and friends and their uh, whole communities. And that's what's happening in the world now, isn't it? We're becoming much more empathetic, aware of other people and their problems. Now, you asked me about uh, the sort of things we put into the magazine. Yeah. Well, I'm so pleased you're asking that because um, we try to provide a huge range of topics, and I'll tell you why. Um, Maitreya the world teacher, you know, the new messiah, however you want to see him, however people see him, in fact, a teacher for all of humanity, whether you're religious or not, because this is not a religious story. Um, he has certain priorities, just as we all would have. You know, you know the, the old thing where people say, well, what would you do if you were God? Or mm -hmm. what do you think Jesus would do if he came back? Or what would the Messiah busy himself with if he came? And, of course, I think it's clear to most uh, people of goodwill that we would have to put the world to rights. And so we would start looking at things like the desperate poverty that people are suffering around the world. So in the magazine, we devote a large uh, uh, number of pages as, as often as we can, to things like how we can write the world and deal with the issues that need dealing with. So you have poverty, homelessness, um, the need for education for all. And there's a basic set of uh, values, priorities, that we call, as we call them. And that is, for example, it, it's, no, it's no enormous thing to ask of anyone or of any country, and yet no country ha has actually put all of these into place. And that is things like, for example, everyone has the right to food, adequate food and nourishment, clean water, housing, and, and then we see it, so many people ha homeless, uh, education and health care. And, you know, just for the, that's a basic package that every human being needs to survive. So we deal with those kind of things, but we also deal with far more philosophical thing, uh, themes and topics. And there are so many good thinkers out there at the moment, people like Naomi Klein, uh, Jeremy Lent, um, uh, Charles Eisenstein, uh, so many people out there really talking about the changes. And the amazing thing to me is, is that 
people these days, those great thinkers, those really leading thinkers, are not afraid to use the word um, spiritual or right. spirituality right. or um, a developing consciousness, because really what we're talking about is the evolution of consciousness, isn't it? That's what it's all about. That's why the masters are here. That's why the world teacher is here. And, and don't you think eventually, Felicity, that people worldwide will catch on that it's far better to think that way spiritually than for wars Absolutely. and maiming and everything else? Absolutely. And um, that's exactly what we think is happening. And that is why Maitreya and the Masters can now be in the world and known to us and gradually becoming more and more known. Is because we're exactly at that point. I mean, you know, some people say, well, why do we need a, a world teacher? Why do we need these Masters and so on? Well, <laughs> I think the headlines on our TVs daily tell us why. Um, but it's because we're at precisely that point where we're absolutely open for it. But at the same time, we have enormous extremes, don't we? We, have, we see our, our societies in every country, and I think you, you, feel, you feel it in, I think you feel it in the States. We feel it in, mm -hmm. in Europe. We see it in uh, Britain with Brexit and all of that sort of thing. The enormous extremes um, that we see in all of our societies at the moment point the way to exactly what you've just said, that that must be the sensible way forward. And let's bring you in here, Julian, and then uh, yep. both of you jump in anytime you want. When we talk about the world teacher, yeah. what are we talking about, and is the world teacher here now? Um, okay. Uh, I think we need to explain who the masters are. Okay. Um, and in order to explain that, I'd like to talk a bit about uh, the constitution of man. When I say man, I mean woman also, the, the constitution of the human being, what makes up the human being. And we're familiar with um, the, we know we, know we have a, a physical body, we have an emotional nature, we have a mental equipment. Um, but this threefold um, human being that we know is really only a vehicle for a higher aspect, which we we might call the, the true self, the higher self, or mm -hmm. the soul. And um, then the soul itself is a vehicle for a yet higher aspect, which we might call the spirit. And through a process of uh, reincarnation, life after life after life, the soul gradually perfects its vehicle so that it, it can express its full divine quality through personality and then there's a higher at one month where the the spirit um, can eventually express itself fully through the now soul infused personality um, so the aim is is to bring these three aspects into complete uh, at one month now a master is one who has achieved that um, it, it's one who has achieved mastery over himself him or herself um, and so the masters are um, you know, ordinary human beings. They've been through the whole human um, experience and have perfected themselves. And there's a group of them who who stay behind to help the rest of us to that same achievement. Where are they? Are they scattered throughout the planet? Well. Um, 
to about 100,000 years ago. They, they lived outwardly among, among men, the, the masters of the time. But since uh, then, they've been, they withdrew then and, and have been living in remote, mostly in remote mountain and desert areas and so on. Um, one or two have, have been better known, but um, like, for example, um, the master <clears throat> known as the Master Rakutsi, Master R, um, who uh, was known as the, the Comte de Saint-Germain. Would the Dalai Lama be one of them, Julian? As far our information is that, no, he's not one of the masters. He's not. Obviously a very um, highly evolved spiritual um, individual. May I jump in here? And yeah, any time. The Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama and the Pope, for example, the present Pope, Pope Francis, are both very much uh, carrying out the work of what we would call the masters or their spiritual task to bring humanity forward, to present uh, age-old teachings, but also bring them in a new light so that people see what we need to do now. And the Dalai Lama is serving, let's say, as it were, the East, and, and the Pope through the Church serving all of the, the people who uh, would uh, at least give ear and respect to what he's having to say. So the Dalai Lama isn't one of the masters, but he is certainly uh, open to impression and open to the ideas. When I say open to impression, I simply mean open to the ideas put out by the masters and by Maitreya. Felicity or Julian, do the masters know who they are personally? Do they know that they are who they are? Um, they certainly do, um, because they are fully conscious. They have, you see, because we're talking about growth of consciousness, the masters are fully conscious and more than we can possibly imagine. I mean, they have a consciousness which, they're omniscient. They're, uh, they're absolutely able to be in touch with anywhere in the world at any time. And you'll find that Maitreya is similarly omniscient and omnipresent. And um, there are masters coming out into the world now with Maitreya, and uh, some really well-known ones. Um, uh, Julian mentioned one, the Master Rakuti, but for example, the Master Jesus, who was the person as we, kn we knew in Palestine 2,000 years ago, mm -hmm. um, is one of the Masters who is here now and very active, working together with Maitreya. And uh, he has his hmm. base. Um, just outside um, Rome, and uh, he has responsibility for a huge uh, task, which is uh, reformation of and bringing up to up to date of the, the various faiths the, the, within the Christian faith. But um, also, he works daily with the Master, uh, with with Maitreya. But I'd just like to say that they're not sort of remote and far away. They're real, realistic people. For example, um, they were behind, the Master Jesus was behind the formation of the Alcoholics Anonymous, for example. Um, um, the Masters are behind the women's movement, the development of the women's movement. Um, Maitreya helped and, and uh, inspired the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa, helping the whole process of um, removal of apartheid from, from that system. Interesting. So the masters are real, they're practical, they serve humanity 24 hours a day, and work in the most um, practical, realistic fashion that we can think of, and the sort of things that we know need, ha need to be um, carried out and changed. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.